You're listening to the Language Assistance Podcast, brought to you by the British Council. For more information about the British Council or the Language Assistance Programme, please visit britishcouncil.org. When it comes to getting ready for your assistantship and getting ready to go anywhere, really, one of the big things you've got to do is pack your bags and get ready to go. And it might be easier said than done. And for each place you go, you might need different items. But today we're here to talk about what the best things to take are, what you might end up bringing that you don't really need, and some of the things that you should definitely try and bring if you can. So I'm joined by Ellie, who was an ELA in Austria during 2020 to 21. And I'm going to pass over to her to give a quick introduction of where exactly you were um, and a bit about yourself. Yes, yeah, so my name's Ellie. Um, I'm 22 years old and I was in quite a small town just outside Vienna called Krems and der Donau. Um, I was only actually there, I was teaching for four months and then I ended up staying in Austria for eight months because I loved it so much. My first question, which is probably something that lots of assistants are thinking about before they go is how many bags how many suitcases did you take with you this is a really good question and i'm not sure i entirely know the answer so i took my dov hiking rucksack with me because i i had to catch the train because it was during coronavirus um and there were no flights and it actually i'd do it again even if i was flying because it's large and it's so easy to carry so when you get off the plane you're probably going to have to catch a train to wherever you're actually living um and I loved having a rucksack on my back and yeah it was large enough I also had a a smaller rucksack for my laptop and like my more valuable things but yeah I'd go with that I did have some friends who brought two massive pull-along suitcases which also seemed to work for them but for me yeah the large rucksack worked it's a great idea, actually, the DV one, because were you then able to use it on, I don't know, did you do any hikes and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think a lot of ELAs tend to do this, that once I was in Krems, once I was in Austria, I ended up travelling around Europe a lot because it's so centrally located. Um, and it was amazing because, yeah, I could just pop on a train. I had my large rucksack. And yeah, as you said, um, hiking was super easy as well. So it was almost dual purpose. That's great. I'm thinking back to my when I went on my year abroad many a moon ago and I think I had one big bag. So I guess it's kind of the one big bag and then a smaller bag. Um, But it's hard. It's hard to actually narrow down what you need to take with you. Yes. Oh, my God. Definitely. I remember sitting on my bedroom floor just surrounded by clothes, not not being able to decide what to bring, what not to bring. Um, and I don't know if you found this, but I got to Austria and I, I didn't have half the things that I needed, despite spending literally about three days packing. I think it's a skill. I think it's an art form. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things for me when it came to kind of considering, okay, where am I going? I, I should have, maybe I didn't do it very well, but start with what's the weather actually going to be like? Not what I think it's going to be like, but what look online and look at a weather to gauge what kind of clothes you need yes oh my god definitely um I as I said I was in Austria and I knew it was going to be cold but for some reason I didn't quite grasp quite how cold it would be um and I took a raincoat and I got there and it was about minus five and I was like why on earth have I brought a raincoat um and it was just so cold so I'd absolutely and take the weather report seriously the other thing that I did notice though in Austria in particular is the seasons are really 
they're, they're quite extreme. So the winter is really cold and then summer was really hot. Um, so I did find that I went with a fair amount of winter clothes and it got to June and it was just so warm. Um, so also definitely pack a variety if that's the sort of country that you're going to be in. It's interesting you raise that about the seasons because I know we have assistants that go to Quebec and I think it's actually advised that they they buy the winter coat when they're there because they're they're actually cheaper you can go to a secondhand store or something um and they are the proper winter coats not to say the ones in the uk aren't but they're they're built for that so sometimes it could be the case that actually pack what you know you can get here but there might be certain things that are easier to get over there as well absolutely definitely i think also when you've got really limited space you might not want to be wearing or carrying a massive coat with you across i don't know across europe or even yet to canada um and i think one of the things that i really wish that i'd sort of uh considered before I left is that there there are shops in the country that you're going to be moving to and you can absolutely buy whatever you need um if you do forget anything and for some things like coats yeah as you say it could absolutely be easier just to buy them there um, I remember I took one pair of shoes with me and I was I was on the train and I was like goodness me what have I done I've got a pair of Converse and nothing else and obviously I got to Vienna and I was like oh there's there's shoe shops here so it's fine um so yeah definitely yeah definitely bear that in mind what would you say were like the essentials that you brought with you what were you like yes I'm so glad I've got this Um, so I actually wrote a list of sort of prep some things I was thinking back and I ended up with some really weird things Um, I think firstly photos of home and like cards from home like things that remind you of home I actually really like because I had a pin board in my room and whenever I was feeling a bit homesick or just missing home a little bit it was really nice to have the photos Um, and likewise my teddy bear I didn't bring my teddy bear and I wish I had um, and I brought it to uni with me and it's just nice to have a touch of home I think. On a more practical level adapters 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 um, I only brought one adapter with me and that was a, a quite a large mistake particularly because I was in lockdown for the first 10 days or so and um, because you don't just need you don't just need one adapter you need multiple and that applies whether you're in lockdown or not so adapters are a big one that's a very practical tip i appreciate it <laughs> very worthwhile and um, what was something on the other side that you maybe brought lots of um or just you thought oh yes definitely need this and then it turned out you really didn't need it i think there were things like because obviously i was aware i was going to be teaching i was like oh i'll do a massive wh smith hall and like grab loads of stationery and things like that um and actually, I probably wouldn't do that again, because again, you could you can buy it in the country that you'll be working in. Um, it's sort of a waste of space and it gets damaged on the way. So that was probably something that I absolutely wouldn't bring with me. Also books. I, I don't know why, but I, I don't know. I didn't really know what I thought I was going to be doing, but I bought a lot of books with me and they're heavy and I never ended up reading them. So... Yeah, I think the recurring theme is be aware that you can buy things in the country you're going to be in. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. And also the weight of it as well. I think back on like when you're first arriving somewhere and if your bag is so heavy, it makes the day so much longer of just trying to navigate where you're going. Yeah, definitely wise words. And then kind of switching it round now. So you've had your year, you've had your assistantship, having the best time in Austria, and then it comes to having to come home. 
And you almost have to do the reverse of it and decide, okay, what do I actually want to bring home? What can I leave here? What's what's really special memory wise? How did you make those decisions and what were the, the key things that you brought back? I think firstly, again, the same way that I, I'd recommend packing going to wherever you're going to work, um, sentimental things are really important. So I found myself bringing back like even leaflets of places that I visited um, back to the UK and that I look back at them now and they're really, really fond memories. So definitely sentimental things, even train tickets, postcards, um, because you're not going to be able to get them in the UK. And yeah, you've got such fond memories attached to them. So I really, really valued that. I think that's probably actually... The, oh, food as well, actually, was another thing that I thought of. In, in Vienna or in Austria, there's like Mena bars and they're quite hard to get certain flavours in the UK. So I stockpiled them and brought them back with me. So I think that's something else. Interestingly, in terms of clothes, I ended up leaving a lot in Austria because I realised that I didn't wear them um I'd rather make space for the food and like things that I was bringing back um so yeah it's sort of a very different I packed very different things coming home to as when I went out totally it's your perspective changes of what do I actually want to to stay with me and what will make me kind of think back on those times I remember so I spent some of my year in France and I remember I think it was the student organization there had for people when you were leaving you could leave some of your stuff there so for the next cohort of students that were arriving they might be able to for example I wasn't going to take home my my plate and cutlery and things like that so it's definitely worth checking out if there's a local student organization or charity or even charity shops for example that when you're leaving stuff behind if you're not going to use that and you don't have a purpose for it, they, someone will really benefit from that. So I definitely found that that's a, a good way to do it as well. In Vienna, there's like a women's shelter. And again, you're not going to coordinate finishing your shampoo so that it's, you know, completely empty by the time you leave. Um, and they take in like half open like toiletries, half finished like body creams. Um, and that was really good. And there's also very, very large bins in Vienna or they look like bins where you can put like old clothes unwanted shoes and things like that and I ended up putting a load of clothes in there and yeah definitely it's a really really good point. I know we're focusing on packing for this podcast but is there anything about your experience in Austria that um, when you look back on it you're really like that was a really special day or that was one of the best moments of my assistantship I think again I had quite a unique experience because we were in lockdown for about three months um but I do remember the summer and it was hitting 32 33 degrees a day by that point I'd established quite a strong group of friends I think one of the great things about British Council is it is quite easy to reach out to other assistants um and having made the leap of faith, I found that I had a quite a strong support network of friends. Um, and there was one day where I travelled to, to Vienna and we, we all met in Vienna um, and we just spent the whole day just basically being tourists, even though we'd been living there for the last six, seven months. And that is probably one of the fondest memories of my year abroad. Just feeling so grateful that I'd met these people. And- I think to- as much as it's you've got these personal things, these possessions and things like that, it's it's the people you meet and the memories you make with them that, that are the things that last more than anything. Yeah, definitely. I sometimes find myself feeling, I don't know, nostalgic and looking looking back on all my photos that I've taken. Um, and yeah, absolutely. I, I cannot emphasise enough. It's, it's the people that really make it. And I think having been in lockdown for those three months and then suddenly being free for the other four or five um, and being able to meet all these people, I think 
I was just so enthusiastic having been locked down for so long and it, it paid off. Um, and yeah, the, I'd say some of them are absolutely lifelong friends. So yeah, I can't emphasise it enough. Wonderful. And do you have any top tips overall for if an assistant is looking to pack? I'd say probably take it slow and don't panic because I, I do very vividly remember myself sat on my bedroom floor surrounded by clothes having having not a clue what to pack and panicking that I was going to forget something um ultimately pack and repack as many times as you need and wherever you're going if you have forgotten something there will be a shop and it will be absolutely fine I just wish that I'd remembered that yeah I think just don't get too stressed out about it because yeah just remember your passport that's one thing that you can't buy (laughs) this is true I think that's the other kind of top tip I would reflect back on is documents like almost have that as part of your packing process like these are the documents I might need and have a copy of each of them at least one or two copies yeah definitely definitely have copies because they they come in handy anyway I I remember going having to go into Vienna to register as a resident and I didn't want to take my passport all the way in so I just took a copy for instance um I'm not sure if you'll necessarily be allowed to do that everywhere but yeah copies are really really good and I also found in terms of packing to have my large rucksack with all my clothes and shoes in and stuff and then having my smaller rucksack of really valuable things so like my documents and my laptop and stuff so I could have it close to me and I wasn't rummaging around in a massive bag as I was traveling um trying to find my passport and my visa and things like that so yeah I definitely do that again. Yeah I remember also taking like a little bum bag just because for anywhere you go especially touristy places it's so useful to have that so I definitely would recommend that as like one of the top things I took yeah definitely again I I didn't take one to Austria with me but I sort of wish I had because when you're in a train station and you have everything close to you it sort of gives you quite a nice peace of mind knowing that hopefully no one's going to take anything out of your out of your bag (laughs) absolutely and I think that they're useful anywhere the one other thing I think I'd probably mention is looking in the destination guides at what previous assistants have said um things like taking a a certain amount of cash with you especially if somewhere for example you might not be able to use your card not all the cash you're going to take with you at once i think finding a way to to be safe and sensible about it um would definitely be something i'd recommend yeah definitely that's a really really good point i did the same where i had like um coins and also notes because i feel like you never know when you might need a coin in europe they have you know even for the toilet sometimes you need them um so no i definitely definitely agree i think i also had a post um a post office bank card and i can't remember exactly what it was my mum got it for me and it was really brilliant um and i think you can just get them at the post office and you can put money on there and then it's you put euros on just use it around Europe as and when Um, and that was really nice because I knew I could use it anywhere and not be charged but I wasn't carrying large large amounts of cash with me but I mean to be honest I even used my my NatWest card um, that I didn't get charged an awful lot to use that but yeah cash cash and coins absolutely especially for that period that you first arrive and you've not set up a bank account yet and you've not gone through those stages. I remember also my um, landlady wanted my deposit really, really quickly. So I ended up having to pay that in cash, which wasn't ideal. And I do remember thinking very, very vividly during that, the first 10 days, you know, two weeks when I didn't have a bank account, how excited I was to have a bank account. It is nice knowing that you have enough money in that period of time, definitely. As one of my final questions, what 
food did you take with you? I didn't take any and it was I think it was absolutely my biggest mistake um firstly because I missed so many foods um Mama in particular but also Cadbury's chocolate I really wish that I'd bought some Cadbury's chocolate um I think about three weeks in I asked my mum to send me some Galaxy which was so appreciated but also for the second reason that I'd be telling my flatmates about things like Marmite and they'd be like, oh, I've never heard anything like it. Like, what's it like? And I wish that I brought it with me so I could be like, well, this is what it's like. And it's a really good talking point, particularly when you've just moved in with, with new people. So yeah, I didn't bring anything, but I, I, my advice would be to absolutely bring things that remind you of home. Well, that's excellent. And thank you so much for providing all those tips, all the advice. And I think it's just kind of, each person knows what they need um, but thinking about some of those more sensible things with adapters documents and just writing a list would be my biggest thing to kind of end this podcast on I don't know if you did a list too yeah yeah I was gonna say make a list and, and add to it and take away as and when you need I found it really useful to do a list over a couple of days because then when you're brushing your teeth you're like oh I, I need to remember to put my toothbrush on that list for instance so yeah definitely definitely have a list to hand (laughs) wonderful well ellie thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast thank you so much for having me um and good luck with everything that that comes next for you thank you so much thank you you've been listening to the language assistance podcast brought to you by the british council for more information about the british council or the language assistance program please visit britishcouncil.org or why not follow the Language Assistance Programme on Twitter at LanguageASST.